Great to have you along for the ride. Thanks a lot for stopping by. Glad to have this man on. He's a constitutional law attorney. He's also an attorney for Donald Trump. It's Jesse Benall. Jesse, how are you? Good to see you. I'm doing great, Joe. Thanks so much for having me today. Really a pleasure to have you on. I love that you're a constitutional law attorney. A couple of things about me. I know a lot about the Constitution. I know a lot about the law. I'm not an attorney. My mom says I should be. Uh, Maybe one day I'll break down and go to law school and, and take the bar. But having said that, I've taken a really good long look at what the left is trying to do to the former president. And I think I'm on to something, and it happened today. I, 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 want, I want you to give me your opinion on this. Jamie Raskin was trending today on Twitter, on X. So I went and checked it out. And he today, this guy who denied the election in 2016, who challenged delegates in 2016 for Donald Trump, he's yeah. now saying Donald Trump cannot hold office again because of the 14th Amendment. And I looked at the 14th Amendment, and what he's pointing to is the third stanza that basically says, if you do an insurrection, you can't hold office again. That's... Jesse, they just showed their hand. Finally, now I know what they've been doing by bringing up this word insurrection that you and I had never used in our lives before. Is that what they're doing? They've been saying insurrection for two years so they can say this is why he can't run and why he can't hold office. Well, I think that's exactly right, Joe. And um, they don't trust the voters. They are absolutely desperate to make sure that Donald Trump does not become president of the United States again. So now... They've gotten these folks to come up with this completely outlandish theory um, that uh, by, you know, him standing up uh, there, President Trump standing up and saying that Americans should peacefully and patriotically make their voices heard, that he is somehow uh, prohibited from being president of the United States again. Um, and is uh, it's, it's a it's completely crazy, crazy theory. Um, and some very um, bright jurists, not all of them Trump supporters. Uh, uh, including uh, Michael McConnell, a former judge on the Tenth Circuit, has actually said the theory is is completely nuts. Um, so they are bound and determined to find any excuse in the world to keep Donald Trump off the ballot. And the crazy thing is, it's them obviously that uh, it, are are the ones that are assaulting democracy by trying to keep their political opponent off of the ballot. Um, it's uh, and, and by their own theories, um, they should now be investigated and prosecuted uh, for these acts uh, uh, that are, are clearly anti-democratic. Um, but it's, it's just uh, we know, of course, there's a complete double standard in Washington, D.C., and that won't happen when you have career prosecutors that are only interested in, in uh, pursuing their own power and protecting their own power and would never go after the Jamie Raskins uh, of the world, unfortunately. It's Jesse Benall. The website is B-I-N-N-A-L-L.com. That's his law, his law group website. Just to make sure everybody watching and listening are, is completely clear. You are not an attorney for the president on the criminal charges. You are somebody who has been an attorney for him on civil charges in other cases, right? Yeah, I, I represent him uh, in a number of uh, civil cases and uh, represent other Trump-related entities in, in various cases as well. I want to go down the road of January 6th and make sure people understand the legality of what we, of what happened that day. Uh, and again, what you just said is absolutely true. Raskin should be out of the Congress. He should be investigated all of these prosecutors should be investigated when Alvin Bragg and Letitia James and and this Fannie Willis all run on I'm going to get Trump. I think that's a problem in an America where we're all supposed to have our freedoms and liberties protected by I the Constitution. Yeah, well, well can, can they be prosecuted? Because they've literally said, I'm going to go after this one citizen. They're not going after the one citizen. And I, I don't know. That seems un-American to me. 
Yeah, I think it's violation of someone's civil rights under color of law, which is a, a federal offense. Ironically, it's an offense that they've um, uh, that they've charged Donald Trump with in in Washington D.C. And it's almost laughable because again, it's projection. It's them going after Trump for the things that they themselves are doing. And when you when you take and you target someone for prosecution. Um, for political purposes, for executing their uh, their First Amendment rights under the U.S. Constitution, that is a violation of somebody's civil rights under under color of law. But you know, let me say that um, the penalties uh, need uh, for prosecutors who target their political opponents like this need to be severely increased. Yeah. Um, and Congress is talking about having hearings. That needs to happen. Um, we need to hold Congress's feet to the fire on this because there's a few things that Congress must absolutely do. First off, they need to make this a more serious crime where if you have prosecutors um, that go after people for political purposes, they should spend years and years in, in federal prison if uh, if and when they're convicted of it. Second right. of all, go ahead. Uh, Cong- uh, Congress should make sure that um, that Jack Smith and also uh, Fannie Willis and Alvin Bragg in their respective offices gets zero more dollars of taxpayer f- uh, funding. It is wrong to force the taxpayers uh, to fund this attack on the United States Constitution. And that's all these prosecutors are doing is they are attacking the United States Constitution. They are attacking all of us. They're doing it through Donald Trump, but they're trying to silence every Trump supporter in America. Um, and so, we need to hold Congress's feet to the fire and say that if you if you want to show member of Congress that you are actually worthwhile and you're just not going to compromise away all of our rights, you're not going to vote for a budget that has a dime for any of these uh, prosecutors um, uh, from the federal taxpayer. It makes perfect sense. As Jesse Benal, he's an attorney for Donald Trump, not in the, in the criminal cases, but he's an attorney for him, also a constitutional law um, expert. So let me ask you about, about what happened on January 6th. As far as I understand, and I've read the Constitution, as I said, you're allowed to challenge electors. You're allowed to challenge delegates. You can have somebody in the House challenge, somebody in the Senate agrees, they have to get together, and if they can't decide who won or, or which electors to accept, they then go to a vote in the House of Representatives, and it's one vote per state, and Donald Trump would have won. That process happens every January 6th um, after a general election. Jamie Raskin, as I said, he denied the electors. Maxine Waters has done so. Others have done so. Um for some reason, Donald Trump does it, and he's the one who's in big trouble. But we don't have to go back that far, Jesse, to look at Al Gore in 2000. He said he denied the election result for 36 days. We didn't know who the president was. He lost. Every count said he lost, no matter what the hanging chads and the pregnant chads said in, in Palm Beach County, he lost, but he denied it for 36 days. Nobody arrested him. He's not in any kind of trouble. You had um, Hillary Clinton for the day after the election in 2016. She's still now, from that day until now, is still denying that there was a fair and free election. She's fine. Stacey Abrams had, it went for three years, four years denying that she lost a, in Georgia. Why is it this guy? What is so scary about Donald Trump that we have to take his rights away when we've got so many examples of people doing the exact same thing, if not worse? Well, that's the exact question to ask. Why this guy? Why do they do this to Donald Trump? And the answer is, I think, actually fairly straightforward, is for years, decades, um, you know, perhaps as much as, as a century, 
in this town, in Washington, D.C., Republicans would win and Democrats would win. And it really wouldn't matter that much because the bureaucrats stayed in control. Right. That was 95 percent of the government and they stayed in control and they just simply co-opted uh, the political appointees and, and the particular administration to get their own agenda through. Um, and it wasn't a government for, of and by the people. It was a government for, of and by the bureaucrats. Um, where the the instead of the, the the government coming up from you know the 50 states to Washington D.C., the people who lived in Washington D.C., the bureaucrats in Washington D.C., who really think they're much smarter than than Americans are, um, they uh, imparted the law on on all of us, and that's what they wanted to to keep. That's what they still want to make sure that they keep their power today. Um, you don't see that anywhere stronger than the Department of Justice and the, the career officials in the Department of Justice, quite frankly. Um, and so the uh, that is why they they um, they want to take him out so badly, because now, especially now that he really knows how Washington, D.C. works and he has absolutely no loyalty to the swamp. He has loyalty to the American people. They're going to do everything they can to keep him out of the White House again. And this is what we're seeing. And you're exactly right. Every um, every January 6th after an election year um, since uh, of, in this century, um, when the Democrats have lost the presidential election, they have contested the results in the House of Representatives. And what's more, you have uh, politicians and Hollywood actors like Martin Sheen, who have actually ran ads telling electors to change their vote, often right. in violation of law. Now, that would be under under Jack Smith and Fannie Willis's legal theories. Um, that would be a violation of the same exact uh, uh, criminal offenses that they're going after Donald Trump for. But, of course, they never charge them. And here's the thing. Martin Sheen and his friends were actually successful in getting 10 electors to, um, in many cases, unlawfully change their votes in the Electoral College. Crazy. And and yet you don't see them going after them at all. And it's it's because they believe Donald Trump is below the law and they're going to do everything they can uh, to make sure that uh, he's not president. They're going to they're going to fail. Um, the American people see right through it, which is why his poll numbers, both in the primaries and the general election, just keep going up, up, up. It's crazy. Every indictment that go up even, even higher. It's Jesse Benall. He's an attorney for Donald Trump, also a constitutional law attorney. Let me ask you about Mike Pence's role on January 6th. I had Christina Bob on. You probably know Christina, an attorney for, for the president. And she gave me some insight that we hadn't heard before. The entire time since January 6th, Mike Pence has been saying this line. The president asked me to choose between him and the Constitution, and I'm going to choose the Constitution every time. It turns out what President Trump was asking Mike Pence to do was listen to the states. There were four states that said, we're not so sure we sent the right electors. Send those back to us. Either it was a full legislator, uh, a legislature, it could have been a committee of the legislature in these states, could have been one you know, legislator, either a senator or, a, or an assemblyman or, or, or a, house, a representative from one of these states. They asked the vice president to send back the envelopes. That's it. And the president said, why don't you just do that? Mike Pence has every right, in my opinion, you can tell me that I'm wrong, to, to say, I'm not sure I've got the right envelope here. I'm not going to open it. Let me send these four back. Do, Jesse, do I have it right? And if I do, why does he keep saying that Trump asked him to not follow the Constitution? There was a very, very um, thorough legal analysis from lawyers that said that that was a, an acceptable move. And so, you know, 
to try to say that someone is violating the law and violating the Constitution for leading uh, for listening to leading legal scholars is just simply crazy. It's one of the craziest legal uh, theories I've ever seen in a, in a criminal courtroom in my career. Um, and I don't think it's going to uh, with, withstand any kind of true legal scrutiny as long as President Trump re- receives a fair process. Yeah. And a fair process is exactly what uh, um, this particular uh, prosecution team, both in Washington, D.C. and Georgia, what they're terrified of. Um, they don't want a fair process. They want a railroad job. Um, because they don't really care if Donald Trump is exonerated in the end. They want to do everything they can to take him out of the picture in 2024. Jesse all he is an attorney for Donald Trump, Banal.com, B-I-N-N-A-L-L.com. I appreciate you coming on. Let me ask you a couple of last questions. I appreciate you making the time today. Number one, first of all, I'll make a statement. Alvin Bragg has no case. He's, he's somehow charging Trump 37 counts that are connected to a federal charge that he has no right to, to charge, and the FEC already said there was no election interference. That case is stupid. That case is gone. The first Jack Smith case is about presidential records. We know the Presidential Records Act says he could have anything he wanted. So a, a, any sort of indictment about him having records that he wasn't allowed to have is untrue if those records were between the time he took office and the time he left office. He had every right to those. There may be one case, and I had Alan Dershowitz on this, when it comes to him allegedly showing a classified piece of paper to a reporter, we don't know what he actually showed the reporter, but the reporter claims it was classified and Trump says, on tape, uh, I probably should have declassified this, but I didn't. Is there a case there, Jesse, on that one? No, there's uh, there's not. There's not a, a case on on any of uh, of those things because, you know, a, a president always has the right to his presidential records. Uh, and and to do with it what uh, what he believes is is best. And the president is not subject to the Espionage Act for any documents that were created during that president's term of office. Right. Congress could have made the president subject to the Espionage Act, or at least could have tried. I think it would be there would be a, a question about its constitutionality constitutionality if it did try to do that. But Congress did not. It's all in the Presidential Records Act. So even in that case, even if it, if it was um, classified and even if that particular piece of paper um, uh, itself was classified, all of which you know, we don't know and, and President Trump has, has said is is hogwash. Right. Um, uh, he had even, the right to have it. Not be a crime. Yeah, he had the right to have it. You bet. Yeah, so it's it's just a dumb argument. I want to go. I want to go to what I believe is the dumbest case of them all. It's Fannie Willis at eleven o'clock at night on a Monday. Uh, Newt Gingrich thinks that somebody in D.C. called her and said, "You have to do it now." We really screwed up with David Weiss. I wonder if you agree with that. But having said that, she's trying to make a RICO case against Rudy Giuliani, my friend, who is the first guy in history to ever use RICO the right way. And a RICO case, a racketeering case, would mean you've got a a criminal enterprise or organization. Jesse, you know as well as I do that a lot of the 18 people don't know each other. I don't know how they're a part of the same criminal enterprise, so that's already stupid. But having said all of that, they're base- she's basing this case on a phone call you and I have heard, on a transcript you and I have read, where Donald Trump says, because of the irregularities in the election, you know there are two or 300,000 um, votes that we can't even account for. We, they, they are completely... Not exactly what they should be. I believe I want. I don't need two or 300,000. I just need 11,780. I need you to find those. Now, he doesn't say manufacture them. He doesn't say make them. He doesn't say fill out ballots and pretend. He just says that's all we have to find in our search through these hundreds of thousands that would give us the win in Georgia. What, what does she think she has on him? Did I just misrepresent that phone call at all? 
no, you didn't misrepresent the phone call at, at all. That's exactly right. Um, it was, uh, it's perfectly acceptable to uh, call a government official and, and ask them to do something um, that's within their, their power. It's, uh, it's in the First Amendment. Um, it's different than the free speech clause in the First Amendment, um, although that would also probably be covered under the free speech clause. But it's a clause called the right to petition for redress of grievances. Right. You always have the right to petition for redress of grievances. As a matter of fact, the founders thought that that was so important. Not only do you find it in the First Amendment, you also find it in the Declaration of Independence as one of the reasons that the colonies broke away from Great Britain is because King George was denying them the right to petition the government for redress of grievances. And so um, that is is something that he very clearly had the right to do. Um, to say that it's it's criminal is is really should be laughable. This these cases should simply be laughed out of court. It is uh, Jesse Bennell. Really, listen. I really appreciate you taking the time and clearing up a lot of what a lot of people have questions about. They're going to use the word insurrection a lot between now and the election, trying to keep him off the ballot. They're scared to death of him. I think you nailed it uh, in what your uh, analysis was in that. Jesse, come back on the program again, would you? I sure will. I love being here, Joe. Thanks so much for having me. I appreciate you. Go to Banal.com or Banal.com, B-I-N-N-A-L-L.com. We're back after this. Stay right here. Joe Pags. Really enjoyed having Jesse on the program. He's one of Donald Trump's lawyers. Not a criminal attorney. He's one of Donald Trump's uh, civil attorneys. Very, very smart man, constitutional expert. We broke down exactly what we're facing here or what Trump is facing in these four different indictments. And uh, at the end of the day, none of them carry any any weight. One starts to get the idea that a Jack Smith would like to do to Donald Trump what he did to Bob, Bob McDonald. Doesn't care if he's guilty or not. What he cares about is throwing him off, th- throwing him off track to win the the White House back. That's the only goal here, to keep him out of the White House again. Next hour, Kevin Sorbo. Lots more coming your way. 888-941-PAGS. Go to JoePags.com. Much more to come. Stay here. This is the Joe Pags Show.